0: You're listening to What The Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Jacob Lukowitz, online and social media editor at SD Times.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome to this podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking about what are the driving forces for organizations to increase their open source software usage and what the biggest open source trends are today. Here's our conversation with Javier Perez, Chief Open Source Evangelist and Senior Director of Product Management at Perforce Software. And he'll be talking about the findings from the 2023 State of Open Source Report by OpenLogic by Perforce and the Open Source Initiative. So Javier, to start off, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and what went into making the report?
0: I've been very involved on in the open source space for you know, more than 10 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I work for companies like IBM, very much into into the open source uh, organization uh, and work at Red Hat as well. This is before mm-hmm. the the IBM acquisition. Um, so been working very closely with open source projects with different communities. So had a chance to to put together a report that that it's different to all the other industry reports. But we wanted to make it very clear. Or very clear in terms of the report about the use of open source software in organizations, right? So Mm -hmm. the idea was not to ask, you know, Mr. Developer that you're coding, you know, in your free time, what are you, what tools are you using? The idea is, what are you using in your organization? Uh, And that was the focus all the time, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I mean, we got responses from all over the world, all regions, uh, all industries. I mean, at least the top 20 industries, so we were able to slice and dice a lot of information. Uh, you can see it in the report, and I left the stuff out of the report because you know it was already sixty-page report, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A hundred, <laughs> twenty pages, right? Uh, because we were able to slice and dice on different demographics, demographics. Yeah. So, so that was that was really really cool. Um,
1: yeah, might as well be the de facto report on open source.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's good. Look, I'll tell you this quick story. Um, mm-hmm. Uh last year at the Open Source Summit, which is organized by the Linux Foundation and all the other foundations, part of the Linux Foundation, um, I sat to, to listen to a, a session uh, from an open source advocate. And all of a sudden, the first slide that he shows, how much open, oh, have you increased the use of open source in your organization over the last 12 months? And I'm mm-hmm. like, I recognize that question. That came, and then the the source, the state of the the 2022 state of office report. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that, was, that was that was really cool, right? Seventy seven percent, and then the next slide, another stat, and the next slide, and there's that. So yeah, I mean that makes me obviously that I I told I told the the presenter there I said like you just made my day. I mean you know we, yeah, we right? put there on your presentation information. So You're actually going there. back to that question, going mm-hmm. back to that question, uh, we ask again you know, have you increased the use of open source in your organization over the last 12 months? And the answer was yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And it's now 80%. So four out of five uh, organizations have increased, no, not use open source, we know that they already use open source, increase yeah. the use of open source technology.
1: hmm and, and what are you seeing are, are the driving forces for organizations? I know, um, I think it's that containers were, were a big one for a long time, but now it's like AI and, and ML implementation.
0: Well, so one thing for sure is that it's across all technologies. I mean, we're talking about mm-hmm. software here, so all the software kind of software categories. In all of them, that's another question there on the report, and you know we, it was multiple option, and we we told them look pick as many right. Like if you're using databases, if you're using frameworks, if you're using programming languages, mm-hmm. DevOps, and you know it's very very clear that everyone is using open source software across all careers. The big piece, and this links to to another big point is, number one reason to use open source software is access to innovation, Mm -hmm. right? That's where the new stuff is happening. That's where the new technologies are happening. Uh, We had exactly the same result last year. And and uh, no surprise that it's, it's again the number one reason to use open source yeah. because you want access to innovation. You you get the AI stuff and you get the, the latest data technologies. And you get, I, I didn't, we didn't talk about this on, on the report, but maybe that's for next year. Maybe that's one mm-hmm. of the other questions. Well, what, I, what we left out, or, or uh, mm-hmm. you know, what will be right, some ideas for next year? Um, I, I, I'm starting to hear more about open source for Web3. You know, web three technologies of distributed internet, distributed internet, and uh, blockchain, and all those things. Yeah, it's all based on open source as well. Yeah. Oh wow.
1: Yeah. So, what are what are some of the things that um, that are innate to open source uh, that that are kind of hotbeds of this innovation that perhaps wouldn't be the case with uh, with internal software?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, the obvious answer is. there's more people involved right mm. you know it's really really hard for a company to hire you know 100 developers let alone you know just at just a team of mm. you know a, a team of 10 or 15 right That's, um yeah. what is happening in open source and, and i'm wh- what is happening here is that you know one thing is when you're a developer um and then this culture of you know being open share what you're doing you know, you, you you have a, an app you have a script you mm. you make it public open and then you know, someone likes it and maybe gives you feedback or contribute. That, that's one part of open source. And there are millions mm-hmm. of open source scripts, libraries, programs like that. That's kind mm-hmm. of one part. The other one is really the successful, you know, robust, mature projects, open source projects that that is are being used by hundreds, thousands, even millions, right? And those are the ones that get the most attention. And those are the ones now organizations and not only tech organizations, now it's across industries. Now they have their own employees going and, you know, participating and contributing. So, so it's more, the more you get, you know, the more mature and, and obviously you, you know, now you have a stable, more robust, well-tested uh, open source technology that you want to keep using, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And and then yeah. we have the issue about the, the skills. We can talk about that later as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um, one one thing I I wanted to see if I can get your take on is, um, I was speaking to somebody before, and they were saying that, like, with some open-source projects, they're kind of mainly backed by one company, right? So not necessarily, not all open-source projects are created uh, equal. Um, yep. So I was wondering what your take is on that. Should, should organizations be looking at ones that are kind of, you know, more widespread, more uh, a wider network of people working on them, or that have, like, a big company backing them?
0: Uh, we actually tried to ask a little bit about that on the sur- on the survey mm-hmm. and the re- the, the reporters. There's, there's a little bit of that. So actually, I'm glad you're asking me, so so I can clarify. You know, to one of the principles of open source is, you know, you take the source, you take the code, you take the the software, and you can do whatever you want with it, right? And yeah. there are, you know, sometimes restrictions. Uh, then that's why they have like different open source licenses where they say, you know, if you use these. You can use it as long as what you do is also open source, right? Kind of that Mm -hmm. that restriction. Um, Or you you can just do whatever you want. You can create proprietary software based on this open source software, because that's the majority of all the software. Now, because you can do whatever you want with the software, uh, you know, companies are monetizing, commercializing open source, right? And and obviously, there are many, many companies now being very, very successful with those models. So when you have... um, company basically investing on a technology sometimes uh not not a lot but by the way it's not the majority but Mm. sometimes they become the one vendor that basically owns the open source community right like their own Mm. employees are that right so they drive the direction right and i can give you a number of examples maybe it's not good to mention companies but you you can find that yeah um so, so the problem with that is that you are as you as a consumer or as a user, you are subject to whatever they change or say, right or you know all the good stuff it's commercial. so you have to pay for it. It's not the open mm-hmm. source part, right. So yeah. you know fair, fair fair business models that's the way it goes. Uh, the issue with that is that now, if you use that software, now you are what I call vendor lock locked in, right? Right. Because once you use that, you know now you're with them, right? Mm-hmm. And and that that that's I mean I can talk more about that because that has also even some even some implications on on, on licensing. But um, that lock-in, it's definitely a challenge, and and we saw that on the on the on the report. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the reasons we ask about the challenges of supporting open source software and one of them is is actually locked in. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, It's interesting because that's kind of one of the the big things that, uh, you know, open source was aiming to solve. So it's interesting that it's kind of the same.
0: Well, but so, for example, databases, right? Data. Mm -hmm. I don't call it databases anymore. I call it data technologies because they do a lot more than a database now. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's a perfect example there are a number of companies commercializing open source databases, right, data technologies. So yes, if you kind of use one and then you pay for the, the, the what is called, called open core, so the, the proprietary features or the additional features, you might be locked in. But at the same time, there and you can see in the report, there are like another 20 data technologies out there, open mm-hmm. source data technologies. So there are plenty of options, right? It's no longer they just, I need a database, Oracle is the is the is the enterprise database. Yeah. Now you have so many different options. You know?
1: Right, right. And so what are you seeing are some of the challenges with uh with adopting open source?
0: Challenges it applies to all software, by the way, because it's basically mm-hmm. all software it's it's open source software nowadays, right? Yeah. Um the number one challenge uh is the well, two things on that. Um mm-hmm. one is the security obviously now is the number one right the number one factor there right so mm-hmm. but again it it's open source but it's also with proprietary software so it's 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 across or so networking networks and all that hardware uh, as well so that's the number one challenge and I think that's not going to change every time you ask in a survey I don't know if you had that, this experience but every time you ask in a survey uh, and you put security as an option security always wins right mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just human nature, I guess. Right. And even though they might not do anything, they say that it's the most important <laughs> um, But aside from that, and, and we got some really good information about the the more awareness and more activity around making more secure open-source software, the other kind of challenge is the a lack of uh, skills, right? There's so many new technologies and there's a limited number of engineers out there, Right. And, um, you know, now the term of full-stack developer, it's, it's, like, really popular. What that means mm-hmm. is full-stack, that, that the, the, the engineer, the developer, knows about, you know, operating system and database and middleware and, you know, front-end and, and different open-source technologies. And that's the challenge, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, in the for larger organizations, when we split this or break down this by larger organizations, their issue is not personnel. I mean, they have people. They just don't have the experience and proficiency. Mm-hmm. In smaller companies, they don't have people and they don't have the skills, right? So that's the number one issue. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I mentioned uh, this before. I think it's in the report as well. Uh, this is a great time to be an engineer and have open-source mm-hmm. skills because there are plenty right. of opportunities. Plenty. Yeah. Of, uh, right. <laughs> on so... AI, on security, everywhere. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, so you mentioned kind of, uh, you know, uh, that, that the open source developer has to kind of be like, you know, have the full stack title know a little bit about everything. But what are what are some of like the most essential uh, skills that you would say to be able to, to handle this?
0: It used to be, I don't know if you recall these days where it's like Linux versus Windows type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. I think the essential skill is now, you know, uh, Linux, uh, kind of basically Linux knowledge. And then from mm-hmm. there... Uh, on the on the full stack you have to obviously uh, be proficient on programming languages and frameworks and and two on uh, data technologies which could be either streaming or storing you know, or kind of on a memory mm-hmm. um, with you know without with that then then you know now but then again you know there's new stuff every every day right so obviously that advice and i've I done talks to uh, college students university students and and tell them that you just keep learning, keep learning. Because what you know yeah. today, you know, might not be around for the nine and mm-hmm. five years or in ten years. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean, and of course then, then there's the areas of specialization where you can be more into the DevOps space or more into the database space or more into security, which obviously is very hot right now. Um uh, mm-hmm. everything related to especially open source security.
1: Yeah. So I'm getting this the uh, the notion that kind of dealing with data technologies is the big thing now. Are you seeing that um, that has become uh, more prevalent or has that always been the case? Well, has
0: always been the case, right? You always needed a, a system of record, right? Where, where do you store mm-hmm. your your data? Yeah. But in recent years, uh, with more and more AI machine learning, deep learning applications, you know what what's the whole concept of AI and machine learning? It's to be able to process large amount of data or understand that, create models around that so you can do some more intelligent results, get more intelligent results, right? Mm-hmm. So once again, we're talking about very large volumes of data that has to have to go somewhere, right? So it mm-hmm. will go to Apache Kafka or Apache Scar- uh, Spark or some of those Cassandra, some of those technologies that are becoming more and more popular, so therefore... You know, you still need a way to manage the data, uh, and that's why you know it's it's going to be popular. And by the way, that's why that's the area where there's more commercial open source software. Right, big opportunity
1: there. Right. Are there any other areas where you're seeing um, a lot of open source innovation? Uh,
0: Well, the the big one, of course, is uh, the what is everything that is called cloud native, right? Mm -hmm. Everything that is based around containers and now the container orchestration, which is Kubernetes, you basically creating an ecosystem of cloud native, meaning basically Kubernetes native uh, uh, open source software. So open source software, the trend is open source software. Now it might be been around for 10 years. Well, now it has to also work natively on a Kubernetes environment. Mm -hmm. And we ask on, on the report, on the the State of of Open Source report about what's your most desirable technology. So we ask about what they use, this and that, and then at the end, it's like more like, what would be the the most desirable technology that you don't have today in your organization and you would like to have? And last year was uh, Kubernetes containers, Cloud Mm Native. This year, by just like 1%, AI and machine learning passed Mm -hmm. uh, containers. Now, of course, it grew the, the use of containers and Kubernetes, it grew. Right. Right, So it keeps growing. But, but, uh, or maybe they're more adopting. So now the next desire is to to do more on AI. Yeah. I see. I
1: see. Are there any parts of the report that really came as a surprise to you when you were doing the research? Uh, well, the
0: kind of AI passing Kubernetes Uh by like a little bit. I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. The other one is Mm -hmm. the, uh, I was telling you that security, you know, everyone says, yeah, security. But it's about fifty percent of organizations are now doing uh, what is called security scans, basically looking at the, scanning their code and looking for vulnerabilities. Uh, I was a bit surprised; I thought it was less than that. I mean, I used to work on an open source security at another organization, and the numbers were much lower than that. Now it's fifty percent. I mean, that's great progress. I mean, obviously not enough, but uh, that was that was significant. Yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, that and and when of course the, the first question that we talked about the the keep increasing the eighty percent of companies yeah. increasing the open source that that's a big one I think. Right,
1: right. Yeah. Um, and uh, is there anything else that you kind of expect to to see for the future of of open source security or see how like uh, not, sorry not security, it's just open source adoption. Um, but do you and um. Do you have any like tips on on what organizations could do to kind of account for those um, like the the shortage of, of developers? Yeah, I mean, look, um,
0: there's another area now, and, and we also try to get that information on the report and, and, and the open source space, which is um, organizations. How mature are organizations in the use of open source software? Right. So you can start for mm-hmm. being just a consumer, right? It's really. I use it, right, to, to be more on, a, all right, well, I need really my people to become experts on that technology. So it would be good if they are closer to the open source community. They can even maybe submit that, you know, a bug or a ticket and uh, or start contributing back, right, with some code or with some ideas. And, and that's kind of, Grows into the uh, mature. I call it maturity of open source or use of open source in organizations, and that's happening. By the way, we we seen it very very clearly, uh, and there are different stages, right? And one of the questions was, and the reporter was like, you know, tell me what is your organization doing in with all these options? And we basically listed in order of uh, progress, right, in terms of the maturity, mm-hmm. and and that's a trend. That's definitely a trend uh, that it's been growing. And com- companies can become really strategic around the use of open source, especially the larger organizations. They say, hey, I have all these groups, all these teams using open source. We should make sure that, you know, they were talking to each other, make sure that we're good on, on licenses and making sure that we have the skills to to do that uh, until we invest. Uh, when I was at IBM, I was part of that committee that will decide, you know, what open source technologies we're going to invest or not or which which ones we were no longer going to. To, you know contribute back so so organizations are becoming more um mature and two things that I want to highlight on that uh one is the creation of um uh, open source program offices the ospos open source program offices mm. so the more um strategic in open source they, they 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 are tending to create these organizations now just like uh, organizations maybe 10 years ago started creating the security office and mm-hmm. the CISO, the Chief Information Security Officer, we see that trend, I see that trend now um, for open source. And then the other mm-hmm. piece, and relates to security, with all the initiatives that we've seen over the last year, especially even government initiatives and industry initiatives, is the generation of the Software Bill of Materials, the SBOM Software Bill mm-hmm. of Materials, uh, which is basically, I, I like to uh, describe it as uh, you know, a product has Products that you buy have like a nutrients, uh, the list of nutrients, right? Mm -hmm. How many calories and all that. Uh, It's the same for software, right? So if you have a software bill of materials, you'll have the list of all the components. Most of them, if not all of them, open source, Mm -hmm. right? So when there is a major vulnerability, for example, last year, Log4j, now you know that your software, ah, you know, it has Log4j, I need to patch this, or it has Log4j in this version, do I have to patch or not? So, I mean, obviously, it doesn't fix everything, but it's a very, very good first step. The software build materials, and we see more companies doing that. Mm-hmm. So that helps them with their uh, with their security.
1: Yeah, I really like the, the comparison of, of comparing it to nutrition. R- nutrition. Yeah, I mean, some people facts. don't care yeah. about the number <laughs> of
0: calories. They, they never read it, That's right? right. <laughs> but they're very peak in that yeah. It will be good to have that list, right? Yeah. Even if you don't yeah, get it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hope you all had some valuable takeaways from our conversation. A big thanks to Javier for providing his insight. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in today. Be sure to check out all of our weekly episodes on your favorite podcast listening platform. Till next time, this has been What the Dev.